Welcome, you're listening to Sansiche, where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine to become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Erin O'Dowd. Today's episode of Sansish, we have a Reiki shamanist healer, Abby Wynn. She's here today to talk about her life, what she does, what people experience with her, and so on. So, hello, Abby. Hi, Aaron. How are you? It's great to be here. Good to be here. You had asked me there about how I got into this. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's interesting saying it to you. You know, maybe people will be interested in that, but... I went through a crisis in my 20s, and um, I didn't know who I was, why I was here. I was very unbalanced emotionally. I seemed to be swinging a lot back and forth, going into depression, and then not being able to come out of it. And then some days I'd be very happy or very high. And I know there wasn't anything chemically wrong with me. It was something emotionally. And so I, I went to a psychotherapist. As I was saying to you, and after the six sessions, he said, sorry, I can't help you anymore, which was a big shock because, um, I, you know, the way the world we're in today, you know, everybody comes from the mind, comes from talking. You can talk it out. You can work it out with your brain. And I was very analytical. I was studying science. And I thought, well, whoa, hang on. Psychotherapy is not going to work for me. So um, feeling lost for a while, I, I found Alberto Valaldo's book, or it found me the shaman healer sage and you know what's really interesting Aaron was that in the book there's a little bit about his life story a little bit about his teacher and then there's a lot of techniques for energy work and every time he spoke of his teacher it was like I got the hackles on the back of my neck stood up you know? wow it was like yeah. the voice of his teacher coming through him was my teacher and I thought I need to know more about this and every technique in the book I used, I tried, I, I, I came up with new ones. I went back to the book. I carried the book around for, for a year. And uh, before the end of the year, I eventually noticed that this guy who wrote the book, Alberto Villaldo, who has since signed with Hay House, actually, and is now doing a lot of work on the brain, <laughs> had a school called The Four Winds. Now, I'm half American. So the idea of traveling to America, the, it was the only thing that would have put me off at the expense. But he did come to England. Okay. Well, I was I was looking for that. So I flew to England on my own to go to a class with him. And my gosh, have you seen Harry Potter? I have, yes. And the school Hogwarts. Yeah. Well, we went to Gaunt's house, G-A-U-N-T-S. Okay. And my gosh, it's the closest thing to Hogwarts I have ever seen. It's this huge castle in the middle of these massive grounds. And there's all these gargoyles. And the energy there is crazy. I'd say it, I'd, <laughs> yeah. Spiritual retreats, and there's lots going on there. And wow. So, and I didn't know anyone, so it was a real adventure. But as soon as we started into the work, you know, when Alberto explained something, it went straight in. You know, where the other people in the class were like, oh, I need more, I can't understand it. And they're writing notes, seriously. I'm like, let's go and do this already. You know, so it just seemed to awaken something in me that was already there. It's, it's funny how the energy moves and spirits move around us. You know, as human beings, our mind is, is logically, that's not correct or that's not true, but our heart is 
there, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was fighting against it all the way because, you know, anyone who's listening to this who understands what awakening does to a family system. My family were freaking out because I was doing this work. They didn't understand it. And I had spent my whole life trying to make everybody happy. And yet to make me happy, I had to go into this completely different world. Yeah. So I was there in this place, Gaunt's house, in the back of beyond. And I was freaking out. And um, I just thought, no, I have to stay. I have to go. I have to stay. And I, I ran out of the class at one point, And it was October. It was late October. And it was very, very cold. And i never forget this. A butterfly came and sat in my arm. Wow. And I'm going... It's bloody freezing. What are you doing here? <laughs> you know, and it was looking at me and I'm going, oh, yeah, butterflies, transformation. Oh, okay, maybe I should stay. <laughs> you know, it's this nature's way of telling me to stay. So I calmed myself down. I went back into the class and it was grand and I broke through whatever I had to break through. But then I met this woman there in the class who was also Irish, living in Wales. We had a cup of tea together and she's there, just stay there. I brought this. I knew I had to give it to somebody and don't move so she ran off and came back with a bracelet for me of butterflies wow which was just it was astounding and i went back to bed in my little cell and i turned my pillow around and what do you think is on the pillowcase on the back of the pillow it was a butterfly <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah it was my path i got so many signs i didn't have any choice at that stage <laughs> wow and did you eventually learn to become a shenanigans healer or how did that play out? Well, that's the whole thing. I don't think I learned anything. I just remembered. Okay. I remembered. But what was really interesting, Aaron, was because I had been rejected by psychotherapy, I decided that I was going to become a psychotherapist. I see. So at the same time of doing my shamanic healing, I also started a four-year degree course in psychotherapy. And so for me, they are... I can't say that word, inextricably linked together. They're woven together, the shamanic energy healing techniques and the psychotherapeutic techniques. That's why I call myself a shamanic psychotherapist, because okay. for me, it's not just about the brain and the mind and how we think, which is vital and important, but it's also about dealing with the spirit, the motions, the, you know, the, yeah. the, the essential self. The stuff that's hidden beneath the, the stuff that's that, that's showing and um it's just so powerful and on top of all of that i wrap it all in reiki which is a nurturing gentle loving it is healing and it's just it's just beautiful and, and i really love what i do and i know my clients love coming <laughs> to see me too so yeah it's it's amazing i'm my background is reiki just reiki and um kriya yoga well, don't, don't don't ever say just Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what type of yoga? What did you say? Kriya yoga. Kriya yoga. I haven't heard of that. It's um, it's from India, and um, it's uh, you you get initiated into it, and um, I'm I'm visually impaired and visually impaired also, so um, the the scent, even though I can't see the sense or see see the the physical aspects the energetic is is amazing to see and to feel and to hear you know oh that's fantastic i'm actually visually impaired myself when i take my glasses off <laughs> i can't see anything <laughs> but i find when i'm working with people are and i just close my eyes anyway yeah and i'm feeling it with my hands and with my senses i can't actually see colors i can't see the energy but I feel it and I sense it and I can map it onto my own body. And so my body can tell me what's going on with my client. 
as well. So it's even deeper than that. And sometimes I'm sure you've experienced this yourself. When you put your hands on somebody, it tells you so much as well about what's going on for them. It does. And how do you prepare for a session? Do you use the shenanic healings or the psychological or how do you, how would you prepare? Well, I've been in practice now for three years. And what I find is I just need to bring myself to the session. But in the beginning, I really wasn't sure how to separate it all out. And I think, you know, when people are in the zone of I need some help and I'm looking for something and I don't know what I want, that they're still in their brain as well. So I've separated out, I think on my homepage, I've got four things that I offer. And uh, these four things are very much depending on what the client resonates with. Because you can imagine yourself, sometimes people are very private. They've never met me, say, for a first session. They don't want to talk about what's going on, but they know they don't feel good. So Reiki is great because they can come in and lie down. They don't need to talk. I don't need to do, you know, I don't read them. I just give them the Reiki healing and then yeah. they feel better. And that's like level one. And then level two would be shamanic Reiki. So I've developed myself as a shamanic Reiki healer because the shamanism have amazing, amazing energy techniques like extraction of stuck energies, there's soul retrieval, power animal retrieval, all of these fabulous things that you can do. Um, a lot of working with the chakras, which isn't Reiki. So I've combined it with the Reiki to say to people, this goes deeper. You know, so we start and end with Reiki, get the body into a state of meditation, relaxation, and then I can go deeper in and I can clear the chakras, I can do the extractions, cutting energy ties, all of that great stuff. I think it's blended, you know, psychic surgery, they call it, with Seichem. I'm also a Seichem master. And then bring it back up again and cleanse and heal with Reiki and raise the vibration of the body and then prepare the person to leave and to go back in the real world again. And again, with the shamanic Reiki, it's a very deeper, long-lasting healing. We don't talk. They don't need to know what's happened. But I do believe that in the world that we live in today, we think and we, 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 we you know, it's like we have this little motor in yeah. our head. And if the motor's going round and round in negativity and we just come out of this beautiful, fantastic, deep cleansing, you're just going to put it all back in. That's it. And I think from the point of view of energy healers, which is fabulous, is that, yes, we cleared all the old stuff. You're putting it in, but it's different now. You know, it's not the same stuff that we just cleared. It's the same vibration. It's the same resonance, the same, you know, texture, but it's new. And, you're, you know, so I do say to people, you know, at the end, when they feel more comfortable and everything, you know, if you want to come back and look at your thought processes, we can work with your brain and your body at the same time. And that's the shamanic psychotherapy. And some people come straight into that because they want to talk. They want to say what's been going on for them. And as they're sitting there, we, we sit opposite each other like traditional counseling. But we go, we go deeply into the subconscious we use visualization techniques and in psychotherapy it's called focusing where you go deep into a body part and you sit with it and find out what's going on for that but I always incorporate that with the thoughts that are going on how does the body respond to the thoughts and then how can we get them to be more in alignment with each other so I say I also offer traditional psychotherapy and counseling but for me nobody really goes for that I think there's a lot of people out there that have that to offer and I say to people the counseling is great but with me I'm a mirror I'm mirroring back to you and you can be there with yourself for years not getting anywhere yeah. you know let's let's hold hands and jump into your subconscious and really you know get things shifting get things moving and the thing that I discovered 
is that people come maybe six sessions maximum to work through major, major life issues. I mean, they don't come to me for very many sessions and they come for top ups afterwards. But people, I've, I have people who've been in psychotherapy for 12 years wow. who come to me and say, right, I'm ready to stop going. Let's, let's actually sort this thing out now so I can have my life back. And we do it in a few sessions. So um, it's very powerful. Wow. Um, you, you mentioned, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correct, Sacrum? Um, Sacrum. Sacrum. My Reiki train, I would just be taught you Shui's Reiki, but explain why. Sacrum came from Egypt. And it's very interesting because the more you look at these energy healing, um, Aaron, the more the politics comes in. I don't know if you're familiar with that. And it's like, well, I discovered this and I discovered this. And they're starting having fight and then they start trademarking all yeah. these techniques. And for me, that's just, whoa, stand back, get away from all of that stuff. And I actually have a book and I call it energy healing for everyone because everyone can do this. You don't need to go to a class. You don't need to have a trademark, but you might need to have a teacher or a mentor or somebody to help you and guide you as you establish your own practice. That's different. But what happened in Seikem was this guy, I can't remember his name. I think it was Patrick. Somebody spent the night in a, temp in, in a pyramid and had an initiation and came out with this Seikem, which is using the energies of earth, air, fire, and water. Okay. But I, my Reiki lineage goes back to Kathleen Milner. And Kathleen Milner had an epiphany with Sekem, and she created her own brand of Sekem, which is called Teramai Sekem. And I don't know if you've heard of Teramai Reiki. Yes, Teramai Reiki uses angels and symbols. And I'm also initiated into Teramai Reiki. So there's probably people listening to this as this going over their heads. But just to say that Sekem is just another form of energy healing where you do things like um, you can cut the aura away and cleanse it and put it back on. You can go in and remove blockages. Um, they have something called magnetic healing, but I find the shamanic stuff is, is actually just as good. Um, the Reiki is where the energy just flows. Yeah. The energy just flows and you're with the energy, whereas when the Seikem, you're doing stuff. So I hope that makes sense. I mean, all of these things are on the internet. And for anyone who's listening, you know, just a word of caution when you're reading about this stuff on the internet, there's lots of different people, lots of different ideas. And you need to check in with yourself and feel, does it feel right or does it not feel right? Because there's a lot of egos out there, a lot of people claiming things. And I think with energy healing, you can never claim results. You can no. never say that Reiki does this or Seikem does that. No, it's it doesn't do. You just are. And um, the more you do it, the more you'll understand that. Um, and how long is your sessions? Usually, I know for me, it's half an hour to an hour for Reiki. But if someone came for a, a psychotherapy slash dynamic healing, how long does that last? Well, do you know, I used to do hour and a half. And I have a friend who does two hours. But I find you set your intention for an hour. And it's really so powerful. It's all the client can, can manage. You know, so much information comes through in the hour that you need a half an hour afterwards before you can go on with your day to just allow things to settle down. So I say to people, don't rush off after sessions. So they might want to take the half a day to come and see me for the hour and then spend the next hour or two just coming into balance with what we've done, you know. So I wouldn't want to do more than an hour with somebody. And with the actual plinth healing, you know, there's a few minutes to say hello, how are you, you know, cars, roads and weather, that kind of chat. Yeah. Get on the plinth. The actual healing itself is, is about 40 minutes. 
Okay. But cool. for Reiki, when people come, they want their hour of Reiki. So I'll extend that to about 50 minutes. And then you have the five minutes in the beginning and the five minutes at the end. But honestly, the physical body can only take a certain amount of healing at a time. So when you're yeah. saying 30 minutes, it's probably about right. Do you know? Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm, I, I, you mentioned that you've written books. What books have you written? I've written, I've written and self-published a book called Energy Healing for Everyone, and I have a PDF version on my website, abby-win.com, and um, it's basically explaining the concepts of energy healing, saying, as I've already said, that everybody has access to this. Everybody does. And there's meditations in the beginning of the book to help get you connected. And what I love is that the meditations in the book, some of us are good at reading stuff in a book and then doing it, but some of us need to hear it. So I've also recorded some of these meditations and you can download MP3s so you can play it and do it instead of reading it and do it. So, because I studied adult learning. So I understand that different people learn in different ways. Yeah. So I have the, the variety there. But the second part of the book, and you might be interested in this, is how to bring energy healing into your day so that you can feel that you're flowing all day and not just when you remember to sit down and do your healing. So things like in the morning with your cup of coffee, when you're driving the car before you get out to go to work, um, ways to be with energy healing around your children. I've got morning, afternoon, evening and nighttime, things like locking up the house, sealing it in for the night, clearing any, any bad feelings that you have from the day that you've just had, waking up in the morning, setting intention. So I've got 26 exercises as part two of that book that you can open, pick one, close it, and try it for a week and see, you know, what happens. The thing about this, as you know, you have to put the work in. It doesn't just, it's not a magic wand. Yes. And I'm writing a book at the moment, which I've, um, I'm sending out to publishers now because I decided, you know, I can self-publish, I can only get so far, but yeah. a, a publisher can reach more people. And this book is, is about how to be well, okay. how to feel well. And it's, it's, a blend of the energy healing and the, the psychotherapy and the shamanism, whereas the energy healing book is just pure energy healing. This is about looking at your thoughts. This is active exercises and learning how to become aware of how you feel and making plans as to what to do if you don't feel well. And um, I'm bringing the reader on a journey where we establish how they feel on a wellness scale at the beginning. And each chapter that should actually pick up and they should feel very much better by the end of the book if they do the exercises in there and it's, it's, it's a book for life you know I can see people keeping this book and opening it and reading bits and pieces putting it down trying it out keeping it with them pretty much like what I did with Alberto's book except Alberto's book again is the energy healing whereas I'm, I'm, I'm incorporating a lot of the um, cognitive rational logical thinking stuff as well to kind of make it on the ground heat on the ground for people who might never have experienced Reiki or anything like that, or might even think that it's not for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Thank you for taking the time to um, come and talk to me and tell us about who you are and what you do and what you're hoping to do. So, um, Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Um, I, I could talk for hours. <laughs> thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansish.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansish Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.